Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. There is a place where time stands still, where nature is harsh and demanding, where only the quick and the strong and the deadly can survive. This place is no place for civilized man. All you've got to do now is pass the Australian culture test. Three simple questions, three correct answers, and you go through that doorway to the greatest Good morning, listeners. This is Annie for Showreel, a 3CR's look at the Australian film industry. And today I've got a bit of a treat for you because we're going to talk about something that uh, is a different way of experiencing theatre and and film, and it's virtual reality, virtual reality cinema. You've got to admit, it's got to be one of the best ways of approaching the visual world. And I've got on the line uh, Michael Lyons, who is part of virtual reality cinema. G'day, Michael. How are you? Hey, how are you doing? Uh, thanks for uh, having us on the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're actually in Sydney at a uh, virtual reality conference, isn't that right? This <laughs> is true. Yeah, this is true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> isn't uh, real life good enough for you? Uh, oh, look, um, yeah, it, it, it's great to see what different people are doing um, uh, around uh, around the country. And, um, uh, yeah, and, and the virtual reality cinema is, uh, is, is essentially uh, a side crow project that um, has just sort of grown into um, the, a festival and um, sort of a, a meeting and um, sort of networking points uh, for, for uh, content creators, really, really. Yeah, well, the reason for why I got you on was because I was walking around the corner from 3CR and there's actually uh, a... Um, thing going on right at this moment or rather on Friday and Saturday there's going to be uh, actual uh, peoples are able to go and experience virtual reality cinema aren't they? That's right, that's right. So um, we, we were lucky enough to be invited uh, by the Gertrude Street Protection Festival uh, to uh, have a space uh, on Gertrude Street to uh, to run the cinema. So Usually we, we have a, um, uh, a place down on Johnson Street in Collingwood where the cinema usually runs, uh, and we uh, often go out and do festivals. So we did the Kilda Film Festival, um, we did uh, a large festival um, uh, last year in September. We also did Wall to Wall and um, and assisted um, on, on a few other things as well as. Um, um, doing some work down at Acme, so it's um, yeah, it, it's been really interesting because we uh, essentially just started off um, with four shorts and go out to like an alley on the side of like the Sydney Road Festival with you know five or six headsets and and um, you know just engage uh, people with virtuality. Um, there was a lot of interest um, and. 
yeah, we just met more people and we was like, hey, let's throw on a festival. And we ran a festival September, October last year where there was 11 works made for it and then 10 submitted, um, which was just was just amazing um, to see that and just, you know, like amazing filmmakers uh, coming along and, um, you know, jumping onto the medium um, as well. So, I mean, th- this is, uh, you know, that thing where you go to a... Uh, a, a music room where everybody's got headphones on and it's completely silent because they're all listening to their own stuff. This is uh, a virtual reality cinema isn't like your normal cinema experience, is it? You uh, basically are in your individual space, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, that's, that, that, that's right. So, uh, yeah, the, um, the, the title very much tells the story. Um, it, is a, it is a virtual reality um, there are a couple of different types or mediums within virtual reality. Uh, we're sort of focusing on um, the uh, the mobile uh, virtual reality, um, and 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 why we um, why there is the uh, the cinema um, attached to it is that the, the the idea and what what we've actually done is we've built um, we've built basically software and a platform um, for people. Uh, for groups of people to experience virtuality um, together, and and basically been thinking about that idea for, um, for for a couple of years and building something out. So, so it's a very bricks and mortar experience. So just as when you go to um, you know a cinema or, or and it was quite interesting you, you mentioned theatre as well because there, there are some interesting ideas um, with virtuality. You know whether you know it's cinematic or theatre. So there's, there's actually quite a um, an interesting correlation, and of course, new mediums. You know, you have convergence. You take film ideas, you take game ideas, you take theatre ideas. You know, and then you, you put them into virtual reality, and then you come up with a virtual reality idea. <laughs> strangely enough, does it, does um, that mean does that mean that what's going on is that? Uh, I mean, because I know that you asked people to uh, be contributors, and they were they're contributors, and in fact, in your uh, 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 press stuff. You talk about the youngest virtual reality creator that uh, already uh, a thirteen-year-old has created. Does that mean that they create environments that the person who's watching it involves themselves in, or what? What does it mean? Yeah, sure. So, uh, um, so yeah, we've approached it with like as a short film festival. So, uh, so there's people that submit works. Uh, who, who obviously have created, uh, have an existing work, uh, and people propose works. Uh, and then for people that propose work, we sort of assist them, um, we don't get involved in productions, but we assist them in terms of like a, a VR producer's pack for a successful proposal. Um, we'll resource them with a 360 uh, VR camera um, and give them guidance on spatial audio uh, and, and, and so on. Um, so, so that's been really, uh, that's been really exciting. Uh, and we've had some, um, you know, some, some quite well well known um, sort of film directors who have, you know, come along and made some VR shorts, um, as well as some international work that have been submitted. Um, but part of the idea with the virtual cinema is that it, it's a bricks and mortar experience. So you're walking off the street, you can sit down with your friend, um, and you can experience, you know, three or four shorts in a row, uh, and then when that finishes, everyone's doing the same thing at the same time. Uh, and then when, you know, the show finishes, then, you know, and everyone sort of exits. Um, we've got two different types of programs that we run. One is a, a 360 program, 
um, which is either like 360 video or uh, 360 motion graphics or animation. Uh, and then also we have uh, something that's unique to, to, to ours, which is called a group VR experience, where essentially um, you can identify everyone in the, in the audience, just as you may do when you're in a, a theatre or a cinema. You can, you know, you, you know there's people there. But because you're in this uh, virtual reality, the audience is actually choreographed around the story. So you get a sense of the audience, who you've walked in. You might be able to see, you know, just like a snapshot of your friend. You know, you know they're there. But then also you are actually, as an audience, choreographed um, around the story. So there is a narrative. Sorry? The, so there is a narrative. Yes, yes, yeah, that's that's right. So, And there's, there's a touch of influence from theatre in there, like theatre in the round and... And, you know, like some, some theatre shows, you you know, you'll be walking down the street and that's the theatre show as, you know, unfolds in front of you. So there's a, there's a few interesting ideas there that we've sort of been looking looking at and developing. And um, uh, and, and this one in particular, uh, we, co- we collaborated uh, with an artist, Marco Maddox. Uh, and that film uh, got picked up, uh, shown at Acme. So we were given a room at Acme for VR Day in November. Um, and, and it's getting like loads of uh, interest. It's, it's a very interesting um, idea. The other thing we're actually doing for this year's festival in September is we're doing a projection VR, a shared mm. VR. So uh, at the moment we have uh, the headsets, um, and essentially for this year's festival as well as having the headsets, we're, we're going to we're exploring um, a projection VR. So that'll be four walls and a ceiling or floor. Uh, environment with the audio. So if you have, um, you know, if you have a couple of people, one on one wall, one on the other, maybe they're friends, maybe they're um, lovers, you know, maybe they're um, counterparts, maybe they're having a conversation, maybe they're having an altercation. You've got, you know, a massive figure on one wall where the audio is coming from, another figure on the other wall where where their audio is coming from, and you're in, you're in the middle is the audience. So it creates a little bit of a different stage for um, you know for the story and for um, um, you know essentially um, um, yeah, the, the audience as well. Oh, that's amazing. So you touched on it before that uh, there's obviously a different kind of camera, a different type type of sound collection devices. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. So on a technical front, there is. Um, uh, there, 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 are, there is, uh, of course, a whole smorgasbord of different um, ones from um, small cameras that have two lenses. But essentially, uh, it, it, they are looking to capture a, a 360 uh, view. Essentially, the best analogy is Google Street View, where, of course, we can see all around. Um, and essentially, yeah, it's, it's doing that. So obviously, there's a little bit of a different um, grammar in terms of um, filmmaking and editing. Um, in terms of, uh, you know, it, it does change things quite a bit. And because the viewer can actually look around, just like with Google Street View, you can choose where you want to uh, to look. Um, then there's a whole bit of different, um, what you call it, sort of language of um, direction. Uh, and, you know, basically, like, you know, how you set your shots up, you know, do you move the camera? You know, in people or in headsets, you know, you... you can't really, you know, shake the camera because they, it, it, you know, it's, um, 
you know, that can be a little bit unnerving and, and so on. But um, uh, so, yeah, so it's just, there is a whole bunch of different um, set of grammar, essentially. Uh, and then the audio, the spatial audio works, uh, is really appropriate for the medium because you have a sense of direction. Uh, and then, and that really helps a lot with directing the audience attention uh, oh, as wow. well in terms of like you have, you know, and obviously you've got someone on your left-hand side who's talking to you, you know, you want the audio to come from just the left-hand side or where, where they are and, um, and, and so on. And that really, um, um, yeah, and that, that really, yeah, it's just appropriate to the medium really. And does that mean that uh, when the narrative is being uh, worked out that uh, you're predicting the audience members or the participants' reactions by, you know, say having a person on the left talking to them so they turn their head? You know what I mean? That sort of thing? Yeah, and look, these are really interesting questions and, 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 and things for, for directors to, um, you know, to play around with and, and, and sort of, um, you know, to... To you know, work out their sort of style. Like some some films, you you may start just looking forward, and then you know, uh, it looks like there's an empty street in front of you, but there's actually someone on your left who says, "Hey, how you doing over here?" And then you're forced to actually, you know, and then you look over to someone standing right next to you, you know, um, mm. and then they gauge you in a, in a conversation or, or, or the story. So uh, that's a very black and white version. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, uh, I mean, it, it, of course, brings to mind uh, Red Dwarf and the uh, guys all sitting there. Uh, are they actually on Red Dwarf or are they <laughs> <laughs> having a 3D experience? I'd love to see a Red Dwarf. Maybe they could be a parrot movie. <laughs> yeah, fantastic. <laughs> I, Red Dwarf influence. So is it true that uh, this the one that's around the corner in Gertrude Street, which is uh, 178 Johnson, Johnson, oh no, Johnson Street. No, it's, there's one in Gertrude Street. It's the old Gertrude Street Gallery, right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. So we, we were really um, fortunate enough um, that, uh, yeah, the Gertrude Street um, were offered, um, the, the Projection Festival were offered to use that space by the new owners. Mm. Um, so yeah, so I mean, and I mean, you know, I've been going there for twenty-five. Obviously, you know, it's not unfortunately it's not the gallery um, anymore. And you no, know, it's, that's right. It, it, it's a real, you know, I've been going there for twenty-five years. It's, it's a big, um, you know, there's a big space in my heart for uh, for that that place in my, you know, um, artistic uh, development. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, but that that is the space that it's at. Um, and um, yeah, it's Friday, Saturday, Sunday night, um, six to eight. Uh, it's free. Um, there's five different programs. Uh, there's a couple of works um, by uh, Ozdance, which um, uh, they were in the theme of the festival. Um, so there's some festival-specific VR works that were that were made. Um, and then there's there's a wider program of um, works, essentially, which range from um, there's like a, a small music video program. There's um, there's a there's a doco. There's a couple of street art ones in there um, as well. There's the, the one that was at the Roan show and um, one on Sean and Adnan uh, and um, uh, yeah, a couple other things I can't remember off the top of my head. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and we should remind people that the uh, virtual reality festival is going to be on in October September. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, September October. September so we, October. Got, yeah, yeah, we have. Um, the submissions and proposals are open um, at the moment. 
Uh, and um, yeah, people submitting work, that's fantastic. Um, if they're proposing works, um, uh, we, we also we, we do provide VR producers packs um, for successful proposals. Um, and um, yeah, we, we, we do have some uh, 4K 360 cameras we can uh, lend out for shoot dates. Oh, thanks for talking to us, Michael. I'm I'm totally impressed. Oh, pleasure. Thank thank you so much for uh, inviting inviting me on. No worries. See you, mate. Cool. Thank you. Bye bye. My name is Pat Bisk. I'm a documentary filmmaker. I've made lots of films, like Rocking the Foundations, For All the World to See, Love Marriage in Kabul, uh, and many more. Show your love. Subscribe today to 3CR. That's right. Show your love. Subscribe to 3CR. And uh, that's fantastic, this whole virtual reality cinema stuff. Uh, it's on, at uh, as uh, Michael said, at the moment. You can go and taste it, go and have a go at it and see what it's like. Uh, six to eight, uh, Friday, Saturday and Sunday free. Uh, they've got a set-up uh, in the old Gertrude Street Gallery there that's halfway down. I'm sorry, I don't know what the number is, but it's on halfway down on the sides of... Uh, uh, the great bakery there, and uh, it's um, it's near the uh, printing workshop. Anyway, the uh, uh, there's about twelve seats there, and uh, there's a whole program that you can watch of shorts, and then they're going to do it again, right? So it runs for twenty minutes, so it's not a huge amount out of your day uh, or your evening, and uh, you could do it before you go to dinner. Sounds great to me. I'm going to play you now an interview I did with Peter Gleeson, who is the director of Hotel Coolgardie. Uh, it's still playing at the uh, Nova, which is pretty remarkable because it's a documentary. It's about, uh, uh, it focuses on two uh, backpacker young women who go and work in an isolated pub just near Cool Kalgoorlie. It's in Coolgardie. And uh, which is just down the road from Kalgoorlie, who, which was on the news for a fairly unfortunate reason. But anyway, we're going to listen to Peter Gleeson talking about his exploits into documentary filmmaking. Uh, here we go. I've noticed that uh, you've had a lot of experience doing things like camera and electrical department work and you've been an editor and you've been an assistant director. But it turns out that uh, Hotel Kalgoorlie is your first training wheels all off you're in charge yeah that's right yeah I, I haven't been very prolific I've been working in um in the film industry for quite a while across different roles um but as far as my my oeuvre goes um uh, I do, yeah I've, I've done things fairly slowly um so I did a this is my first feature I had a short film a few years ago that um that was in the same style or you know a real kind of obdoc style um, that kind of set me up for being given the opportunity to do this um, but yeah over here in Perth a lot of people know me as, as something other than a documentary film director yeah. um, so I guess now yeah I, I guess I've crossed over it's it's like jumping up a mountain isn't it when you're doing something that it's your own thing yeah, yeah, and yeah, it makes sense to me to go and do, you know, work in the industry um, first um, because you see a lot of other people doing their thing. I mean, if you if you come out of film school or, or whatever as a as as, as a, someone who just wants to direct or just wants to shoot or just wants to edit, and you go 
go straight into you know the isolation of of doing those things yeah i think you have a bit of a one-dimensional take on on the industry and whereas you know if i'm if i'm lugging lights around on set on a few you know half a dozen productions a year i see half a dozen you know directors at work i see uh, DOPs doing interesting things, you know, I see how, I, I get a bit of a view on the whole landscape. Um, but having said that, I mean, this was a, an obdoc shot, <laughs> um, but, you know, with a very small crew, there was just myself and somebody else out embedded in this pub, so it was no um, big grand production. Well, you couldn't have been, you wouldn't have got the great shot, uh, you know, Rats in the Ranks, I don't know if you seen that it's a, f- a fabulous optic. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like that that's one of the, the the greats. I mean, when I when I look at what um the high points in observational documentary are, I mean that's that's right up there that that's what you're aim for and and Bob Connolly's been a huge inspiration um in that regard. Well, one of the things he said was that after a while they forget you're there. Is that what happened to you? Um, yeah, yes and no. Well, they they don't forget you're there. They made it made it made us very conscious of the fact we were there. But um, they they accept you being there, and they um, uh, you know they they uh, cease modifying their their behaviour because of you because yeah. of your camera. But um, out here, they they kind of you know they didn't really modify it from the, from the outset. <laughs> I mean, we, we went out and did a, a little bit of pre-filming to get people used to the idea of the camera being there and, um, you know, make sure everyone was informed about what we were doing. But, um, you know, they we, we were just another face in the pub with, with a camera. Oh, that's really fascinating. And did, how did you come up with this story? Why did you decide to do it? Um, I'd, I'd been out to that pub, to that area um, over the years, just working in the mining industry or just passing through or, or doing whatever. Um, and I'd always just call in and, and have a beer there and, um, you know, for, struck up a bit of a relationship with the publican yep. who, who was in the film um, and kind of planted the idea and he was up for it. Um, and then when an opportunity came along to get a little bit of funding to go out and, and shoot it, um, I, I kind of had to think. Well, what is, you know, what am I, what am I shooting at here? I knew, that, I knew the, the pub, and I knew that if we filmed, um, it was going to be interesting. We, that, you know, it was fertile ground for great material. There were great characters. It was a great setting. It was, it was quintessentially Australian in so many ways, but it was, it was extreme in in others. Um, and the publican was this was this great character as well, who was very politically incorrect and hard as nails but at the same time charismatic and and interesting um and you know we scale his involvement back a little bit in in the film because eventually we made the decision that we were only going to look at it through through the eyes of the the women um so we had to it wasn't about how how i saw saw the that guy it was about how they they saw that guy well, that's right, because um, I didn't like him. <laughs> I wouldn't have liked yeah, to work for him. Yeah, he, yeah, he comes comes across as as, uh, as pretty hard. Um, yeah, but, but getting back to your question, yeah, I, we had to work out, you know, what what it was about. So it'd be, I'd noticed that there was there was a rotation of of barmaids out there as there had been for 
uh, you know, 15 years or something, I think, um, that boss was out there. Every, every two or three months, um, there'd be a, a fresh pair of, um, f you know, eyeballs coming in and viewing us through foreign eyes. So I just thought that was an interesting perspective to explore. Yeah, it's, it's interesting on a whole lot of levels, the uh, notion that uh, the, the turnover of the barmaids is a feature of this uh, world that yeah, is primarily male and is could potentially be considered to be as boring as paint drawing. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, you, you, when you're out there and you know that there's new bar girls arriving, there's there's this real sense of anticipation, and that was interesting. It wasn't just looking at what we look like through their eyes; it was also just you know, you know, seeing what these women meant to these these guys, um, and r what role they played in their lives. They finish, which means, of course. They come from a Scandinavian country that one imagines has a more uh, complex social interaction. It's a much smaller country for a start. Yeah, and it's also that, um, you know, in English is their third or fourth language. Which is remarkable uh, in itself. Yeah, so, so instantly when, there's, when punters are, are trying to, you know, strike up a rapport and, you know, and throw a bit of shit across the bar at them um, and they, they have to process what the hell these guys are saying first so so they can't really you know duck and weave and 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 be good sports straight off the bat because they're just trying to navigate the, the language and so they just they've kind of got everything against them whereas if you're if you're welsh like the the girls that preceded um the finns um you know you can make it make that work for you make the the the, the similarities of of between the cultures really work for you. So a lot of people, um, or most most people who went out to the pub to, to work before the Finns actually had a pretty good time of it. But it would it would depend upon where they were, where they were from and how they were able to kind of, um, you know, play the game and, 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 you know, and that determined everything. And that's uh, part of an interview I did with Peter Gleeson, Hotel Coolgardie. As I said, it's a bit of a hit for a documentary because it's still playing at the Nova. So go along. It's, it's actually a very, very interesting film. And it is quite uh, revealing about uh, Australian society, I like to say. It's a fascinating little number. Anyway, we're, we're at the end of the program, Showreel. Uh, coming up next is Published or Not, and we're in a deference to our first interview, which was about virtual reality cinema, which is playing at the old uh, George Street Gallery site in uh, Gertrude Street, free, 6 to 8, uh, Friday, Saturday and Sunday this uh, week. Uh, uh, we're going to play Future. That's uh, Beth King and the Hemingway Company. Pausing in the present and we're so hyper away Insufficiency or fate but trying hard to care But evolution now has led to such great stagnant Killing revolution 
ocean to preserve hegemony. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.